0: You're listening to the Early Edition Podcast with Kate Hawksby from Newstalk ZB.
1: Does the Prime Minister have any other choice than to strip the rest of Stuart Nash's portfolios? It's now been revealed he almost faced prosecution in 2020 over a comment about a police killer's arrest. This comes after he resigned as police minister for letting Sliphead phoned the police commissioner to talk about a court sentence.
0: And I've seen a couple of judgments, and actually one I phoned up the police commissioner and said... Surely you're going to appeal this.
1: Well, with me now is Marcelo Rodriguez ferrer an associate professor in law at Otago Uni. Uh, do you think, Marcelo, uh, that he's unfit to hold any of his portfolios now?
0: Uh, good morning, Kate. Yeah, look, it's not good, and it's certainly a, a pattern uh, from from uh, Minister Nash. Um, these are consistent sort of um, instances where he's acting and consistently with the, the Cabinet Manual. Uh, but, but whether or not he's fit to be a minister is entirely within the discretion of the Prime Minister.
1: Yeah, because the Cabinet Manual isn't necessarily law, but it does speak to Nash's character, right, to ride roughshod over it.
0: Uh, crucially, that's a very good point to make. The Cabinet Manual isn't law. They're not even rules. Um, they're better described as guidelines. Um, but at the same time, they're really the only sort of uh, guidance we've got on the constitutional arrangements that we have in this country. and. One of those really important arrangements is that the executive really shouldn't put any sort of pressure upon uh, the judiciary uh, and then specifically upon the police. Uh, and so Mr Nash has really done this on, on successive occasions. It doesn't really matter if it's related to police or if it wasn't related to fisheries or if it wasn't related to his portfolio in economic development, this this really does go to character and it really doesn't indicate that he's fit to hold office, in my opinion.
1: What are the risks if Hipkins doesn't take a hardline approach? I mean, could other ministers feel emboldened here?
0: Yeah, well, there there are no sort of immediate risks because the cabinet manual isn't law and because there aren't even rules and because it's entirely within um, the Prime Minister's discretion to, to hire or fire a minister, um, there aren't going to be sort of any immediate consequences. But I agree with you that it does set a bad look. If there aren't any consequences for going and deviating from the guidance that the cabinet manual provides, then what's the point of having the cabinet manual in the first place? And it does start to sort of undermine those constitutional ideas that we should have a clear separation between the operation of the judiciary and the operation of the executive.
1: I mean, do you think this might be happening more often than we think, but they just don't get caught?
0: Ah, uh, Goodness knows. Um, I mean, certainly it doesn't seem that Minister Nash had either read the cabinet manual or really sort of paid much heed to it, which is a bit of a concern. Um, but frankly, I have never seen more of a sort of an obvious example of inconsistency with the cabinet manual. Um, and I've never really seen any other minister do it in such a flagrant way. So I'd hate to think that it's actually occurring with us um, actually not knowing about it. Yeah. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeart Radio.